Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the National Fire Radio podcast. As 2023 gets going, we're making some changes. And so real quick, before we launch into the daily episode, I just want to hit on a couple things. If you like what you're hearing, we appreciate the support. Please give us a five-star rating on the audio players. It helps promote the podcast and get its popularity up. And I certainly appreciate all the effort that our community brings to the table in supporting us in the mission of National Fire Radio Give us that five-star review, subscribe, like the page, send us your comments. And this is the fun part about what we're doing this year. We created a new email address for you all to send us your thoughts, ideas, and comments or questions or concerns or hate or love or anything else in between. You can email us at podcast at nationalfireradio.com. What that email address will do is it will come as a direct line of source for information regarding the podcast. And so if you have anything that you want to hit us up about the podcast, sponsorship opportunities, ad reads to questions, thoughts, and ideas, we're going to be rolling out a question and answer episode once a week. And it's going to be directly from the emails that are sent in to podcast at nationalfireradio.com. So take advantage of that. Send us your thoughts and ideas and questions, and we'd love to answer them on the air. And lastly, I just got to mention our website, nationalfireradio.com, is where you can get any of the swag that we're putting out. All of the merchandise that we sell goes right back to supporting the podcast and the National Fire Radio brand. We are super excited for 2023. We have a lot coming out, and I can't wait to share it with you all. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. Now, the podcast. Our first sponsor of the podcast, Taylor's Tins. Taylor and her crew have been manufacturing helmet fronts, aluminum helmet fronts, since 2017. Over 200,000-plus shields have been manufactured by Taylor and his crew. Custom helmet fronts shipped within 24 to 48 hours. Whether it's one piece to a 500-piece department order, they'll get them out under two days. They're doing incredible work, 100% customizable product. Their product is top shelf. Not only are they doing aluminum helmet fronts, they're doing gas cards, playing cards, keychains, medical cards, and charts, pump charts, street signs, custom signs, banquet awards, you name it, they're doing it. Go to taylorstins.com, and if you do order, use this promo code, NFR sent me, all one word, NFR sent me, and you'll get 15% off at checkout. That's because we have a strong relationship and friendship with Taylor from Taylor's Tins. They've been a longtime supporter of the National Fire Radio platform, and I appreciate their support and friendship. Without further ado, the daily episode. Hey, everybody. Jeremy, National Fire Radio, back this morning with my man, Robert Ridley. Hi, Rob. Jeremy, what's happening? I love this. We're trying to do once a week. You and I are doing our own episode, kind of throwback to what we used to do. Uh, but sans guests, no guests, just you and I hitting the topic, 30 minutes out the door. Today's no exception. We grabbed, you just refilled your coffee. I don't have coffee to refill because I'm out of K-cups in my house. So I'm not overly happy right now. So I might be a little cranky on this episode, just sharing that with you. That's all right. I've dealt with cranky Jeremy before. <laughs> that's very, that's very true. Not that that happens often though. Let's not paint this picture that I'm, I'm some beast. I'm not. Maybe no, a little bit. No, sometimes. no, no. Anyway, today, this episode is all about wanting others to succeed. So too often, or let me, let me before, before I go there, let's say this. What type of crowd do you run in? 
whether it's your personal friends outside of the firehouse or your friends inside the firehouse or standing around the engine floor or the kitchen table, are we tearing each other down or are we propping each other up? And I look at that and I think about it and I start like doing some analyzation here of like relationships that I have and come to realize which are the toxic relationships that we have where those people are the ones that are constantly tearing others down. Those are the ones that are creating an environment of negativity. Those are the ones that don't want people to succeed. And in fact, what they're doing is they want to drag people down to their level instead of propping people up and making people better. And I, I think that that is a real issue in our firehouses and not just in the firehouse, but in life. We have to do a better job at hanging with people. Don't hang with losers. If you hang out with losers, you're going to become a loser. Rob, go. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> it's very easy to it's very easy to jump in on that uh, negative negativity and, and tear people down. Um, and, it, and unfortunately, you see it kind of happening more widespread through the fire service, whatever else. There's nothing to gain out of that. Well, and, yeah, I, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting point because. You know, what, what's easier? Is it, easy, is it easier to not get involved and, in fact, just to throw out one-liners and zingers and move on? Or is, it, or is it easier to promote people by investing into them and helping them and watching them succeed? And, and I think the, the, the first one is a lot easier. When you don't invest your own time or energy into people and you don't care if they succeed or not because you're too focused on yourself or you're too focused on the, or the worry or the insecurity that these people might become better than you. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I was in my thoughts there as you were going on about that. And what I, what I thought of is that I, I got, I was told by a, a member of another department was critical of us uh, in, in some of the things that we were doing. And I just said to them, I was like, Hey, like, I know you've been for the last 10 or 15 minutes telling us what we've been doing wrong in our operation all this time. How come you've never used the opportunity that you've had to call us and offer any kind of assistance or help? But instead, like, it's been easier for you to just sit there and let us, in your mind, fail and not do anything to open up a line of communication to help us succeed or, you know, have a conversation about that. Not that we weren't succeeding beforehand, but, yeah, it's it's a uh, yes. Don't, no, but don't, don't run away from that. That is a very, very good point, Rob. And I just made a note on that, and I said we always focus on the bad. Right? right. You always hear about when it's bad. We don't often hear about when it's good unless it's pomp and circumstance, unless it's something that like we need to toot our own horn about or make the, the management team, the administration, the command staff wants to feel good about it. And all of a sudden they want to shine a positive light on the, on the guys that are doing the same job day in and day out. We need to do a better job at not coming down on people just for the bad, but promoting the good. And I, we yeah. get too focused on the bad. We don't focus on the good. And then that translates down through the rank. And then that's where we get in trouble. That's where we start to fall apart as companies and as people because all of a sudden we look at where's there's no reward for good. And, and there's only the only information we're getting from the top down is bad. They tell us when we're wrong. They tell us when we're not focused. They tell us you know, all the bad things, but where are you, 
to promote the good. Where are you when we need a pat on the ass and say that was an attaboy, right? That was a good job. That's important, man. And then to do that for others, like I look at like when you have the ability as a senior guy in the firehouse to turn around to one of the young kids when they do something well and just give them that look and be like, great job, man. Great job, kid. Like that attaboy goes so freaking far. And those are people that want to invest into their people. Those are people that want their company, their, their members of their company to succeed right along with them. Yeah. And like, I've always looked at it too, is like the success of the individual is going to be a direct reflection of the success of myself. Uh, You know, if you're, if you're my probie and I'm not offering that positive reinforcement to, you hitting your task. First off, if I give no, nothing, if, if there's no positive, if we're not hitting any of those points, you won't know as the individual if you're actually moving forward, going backwards, or standing still. And that does us no good. <laughs> does the individual no good? So, what was that? What was that saying? The you started off that the reflection of others. What was that? Oh no, the the if if the the other individuals doing a good job is going to be a reflection on you as the officer or the leader right. or the organization. So if my, if my people, if my group, right, if the members of group three are doing well, that is a direct reflection of me. And I, at the same time, I own every one of their mistakes um, to, you know, at a fault, like, you know, I mean, we'll have a conversation, we'll correct them because mistakes happen, but I can't just bask in the limelight and be like, oh, yeah, like, my guys are great. And when they screw up, you're like, I don't know them, fuckers. Uh, no, like, it, it's, it's all untold. But, like, when they're doing, when, when the, you know, the probies, uh, the junior man, the, the middle and the senior man, whatever you want to call them, when they're doing, when they're succeeding, that is a direct reflection on myself and everybody around us because I want to be actively as a part of that. Like, I want to be helping them succeed. I want to be giving them that positive feedback of when they're doing things and they're taking a great path that's going to lead them to be successful because it's just the the dividends that pay back is going to be positives for everybody. No, I love that. And and I, I think that that is, is so well said and, and it's super important, but that is a, that's a mentality that, you know, I think, I don't know how real, how realistic that is, right? It sounds really good. It sounds really good. And I know you believe in it. I know you believe in that. And, and I know that there are guys that don't want their people to make them look bad, right? So it's important that they perform well. Yet, on the, other, on the other side, they're still not endorsing their people. They appreciate, you know, they'll say, like, hey, we just kicked it, we just kicked it out of the park, man. We just, we just crushed it. You guys did great, right? That's, that's good conversation. Hey, we just kicked that fire's ass. Let's get re-racked. Let's get back to the firehouse. And everybody's like, yep, that was, that was great, man. It was a good push. And then 30 minutes later, they're like, fuck that guy. Remember when he fucking did that? That guy's a piece of shit. Like, the, I think the promotion of each other is wears many hats, and, and it looks yeah. very different in, in context, right? Context matters. And so as much as, like, a boss is, is the reflection of his people, if they perform well, the boss looks good, the company looks good, right? And that goes from the bottom, from the bottom up and the top down. But it can also look very different, too, right? Because there's different aspects of the job. There's context. Context 
matters. And I, I was thinking about you and I did another episode where we talked about guys go to conferences and they come back and then they get shit on by the guys that are in the firehouse. And they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't need to really know what you just learned. There, there's this, there's this, uh, I don't know, this, this commonality that like guys, guys get shrugged off or, or pushed away or, or pushed down for wanting to go better themselves and then bring it back to the firehouse. And, you know, I'm not saying that's in all environments, in all companies, but it is prevalent. And, and people feel that it, their worth doesn't matter, that they go to, to better themselves at this conference and all they want to do is bring it back and, and maybe better their company, but the company pushes back against them. And so that right there becomes an issue. We're not empowering our people to do better. We don't want the best out of their people, and then we don't want it to come back and better us. People are afraid of that. And I think that's the other part of the conversation. That's the other side of the, the context of the issue, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be folks who are just very happy in the status quo, and they don't want that boat locked at all, and they don't have a confidence in the boat to remain buoyant. So, like any kind of movement might swamp the ship that they're trying to, you know, keep above water. Yeah. But I mean, that's and it's you know, and that's because I I think when that happens, what does that lead to? That leads to micromanagement, right? Because the slightest bit of movement is going to throw everything off when really you know you're you're <laughs> the boat's more than capable of handling people moving around and everything else but um you know i, I that, for those who are in those leadership positions or they're in that team environment where that's what they're dealing with that's a really really crappy way to go um i, I certainly don't want to do that myself um and i hope that my guys would call me out if i ever started going down that road but yeah i guess well i wonder i wonder too right so like kid kid oh. a, a guy that's excited wants to wants to learn more do more goes to a conference he learns yeah. things he internalizes it brings it back he's excited he's fired up when you go to when you go to external training conferences it's because you want to go typically and so the the recharge you get from that can be overwhelming and and then you come home back to maybe an environment that's not so great and you're excited, you're excitable, you have a, a wealth of information that you just learned, and then you want to bring it back to your people, and you walk in the door and you're dismissed. They're just like, we don't fucking care what you just learned. We're not going to do it here. We're not changing our ways. This is how we do it here. And that right there shuts it down, right? And, and I, I struggle with that because why can't we humor the, the individual that comes back. Why can't we, why, why don't we have the ability or the time to say, show me what you got. Tell me what you learned. Give them yeah. the, give them the, well, yeah, but hang on, give them the opportunity, right? Because here's the thing. It might be something that is not of value. It might be something that is, you look at and go, now we can't do that here. This is why, right? Because if you're the guy with the information, you're the senior man, you're that guy, you might be like, listen, man, I know you're a couple of years in, you're excited, but listen, that, that type of stretch, it just isn't going to work here. We've done that before. We've tried it or we know about that, right? There's a, there's a conversation that then makes it real for the individual that comes back from the conference excited to, to internalize and say like, well, okay, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe it wouldn't work here. I'm just blinded by the excitement of something new because we don't do a lot of new around here, right? That might be the issue, but at least entertain the conversation. When we shut that down, the second that guy walks through the door and we make him feel that what he just spent that long weekend, probably out of pocket, 
for the excitement of embettering himself as a fireman and the camaraderie that comes with and all of that. And then he walks in the door Monday morning and we shut him down. You diminish the spirit. You put his flame out, man. And that kid's going to be like, I'm not going to these conferences again. And not only, not only do you not allow for the opportunity of growth or education for your own fire company, but you now diminish this kid's love for the job. You, you, you put a nail in the coffin of turning him into another bitter, angry guy on the job. And I don't think that that's fair. I think that these younger guys are impressionable and we need to support them and to say, listen, man, listen, I get you went there and I get you're excited, man. Try to control your excitement because when you come back here, we're all not in the same boat. We all didn't go with you. We want it, we want it to be infectious and we want it, but, but you might have to take it in steps. You might have to deliver your information over the next couple of weeks, not in the first day you're back. Like have some real conversation, but promote his experience. Make him feel that what he just did over the last three days, there's worth in it. And even if every single idea he brings back doesn't work or can't work, you gave him the opportunity to sell it. You gave him the opportunity to go through the paces of what he learned, feels his worth, comes back and delivers what he learned to the company. It makes him feel good, regardless of if you institute any of it. At least you give him the ability to converse and talk about what he learned. You you can you can literally potentially learn something from him, maybe change the way you do things, or you can stay business as usual, the status quo, but you at least didn't put the kid's flame out. You made him feel that everything he did was worth it. I think back to a conversation we had a long time ago uh, where we talked about and, and there's two sides to this coin. We only talked about the first side. The first side was how do you take information from a conference back to your fire department or your fire company um, to uh, to discuss it and, 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 and put it in measurable pieces so you're not overwhelming everybody with that excitement that you were talking about. Um, but the other side of it is, you know, from the people who are left behind who don't go to the conference, how do you accept the information back and I think that's really one of the things like you're, you're you know you're making some great points like there's something that you know they can't do like let's allow them the opportunity to try it and learn and you know give them the education because they always want to know why well here's your opportunity to actually explain the why but do it in the manner where they're getting to learn as you're doing it and yeah I, I mean I, I look at every every individual has something they're into outside of the firehouse, typically, right? I mean, some guys are just so ate up with the job that that's all they know and all they do, right? And everything in their life revolves around the fire service. I'm one of those guys, but I do have a couple other hobbies that I enjoy, right? I know for you, Rob, it's like guns, right? And it, and that would be like for you to go away on a weekend of shooting and guns and everything that comes with that, right? So it's like the experience of getting better, trying a different piece, uh, the camaraderie and the brotherhood and sisterhood that comes with that, with people that have share the similar likes. And then imagine coming home and then never being able to talk about it or share the photos about it or never being able to talk about how you were able to, and I'm not a gun guy, but like zoom in on the target or I use this scope right. or I, I did this or I shot this gun. Cool shot Ima- that, imagine, yeah. imagine never being able to talk about that after that weekend. 
Oh yeah, that's horrible. So so then I challenge I challenge the guys that don't allow these people don't allow the these guys coming back from conferences to share their information. I challenge them to think like whatever you're into. Imagine if you're a a model train guy and you go away and you go to this model train exhibit over the weekend and you come back and you're not allowed to put anything you you saw, heard or learned to to practice because everybody around you is like don't care. Right? Like, right. that sucks, man. That yeah. sucks. Be- it, it limits growth for the individual, but it also limits growth for the company. And so we need to do a better job at that. We need to, we need to understand that. And, and people that bring back that information have to also understand there's a way to deliver it, too, for sure. Right. I, think, yes. I think we could do a whole episode just on that topic, and I think we will, um, because I, I think that that's important, because a lot of the information can get lost Based on excite, you know, excitedness, and then and then the uh, you know feeling pushback, and then you shut down as the individual. You're like, oh well, if they don't want to hear about that, I guess they don't want to learn about anything else, and I'm not going to bring it up again, you know. And so right. there, there's really that that push and pull, that that tug of war, if you will, between delivery and acceptance. So I think we need and to do a better job of that. Good. I, I also think too for the individual going to a conference, um, you're putting yourself out there. You know, and it's like in the last couple of years, it's been a little bit easier for me just because of National Fire Radio um, to kind of bridge the gap and have a conversation. But then at the same time, it's nice to also just be Robert Lee from the Fairview Fire District. Um, but you have to put yourself out there. You have to meet people. And I think Pat, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, he's from New England Fools. Smith? Uh, yes. I met up with him at... Uh, at a conference down in Florida and he was like, Hey man, we're going to go like, and like the you know, first day or so I was hanging out with the guys and I started to break away and he thought something was wrong. I said, no, Pat, like I see you all the time and I fucking love you as a brother. I want to go meet people from across the country and put myself out there and see what, see what they're doing in, in Kansas, see what they're doing in Colorado or in Montana and meet these firefighters who I'm like, cause this is the place where I get to meet. Like I, I want to find the Fairview fire district of the state of Idaho, you know, who's, who's a small understaffed job that doesn't have backup immediately there because I'm going to put myself out there to them and then hopefully pick up some tips and tricks and just get that brotherhood going, you know? So like there's a vulnerability in doing that though, because it's like for some people it's a, a tremendous step to do that on top of just being in the conference itself, asking questions, being engaged. And then you come back and you've been vulnerable there. Now you're kind of trying to present the information. And when we shut it down, we have a very good opportunity to shut the person down for their career because they're like the, the anxiety of all that or what they put into it is now, Hey, this was worth nothing. I'm not right. going to do this again. Yeah. hundred percent. And and that to me is like a, a travesty on itself, the fire service, because you like, you know, captain Dugan says it all the time. Like you have your, you, you know, your, your network of phone a friend and by God, if I haven't been able to tap into those resources, in the last couple of years, it's been phenomenal to get people to, you know, to have those, those contacts to be able to call somebody and be like, Hey, have you ever, have you ever dealt with this? And right. so, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of negatives that can come from that. And it's, 
you got you got to get people out of that mindset. Yeah, and 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 just to kind of come back around to the topic at hand, right? And how we got off of this tangent, but where where the topic at hand is endorsing each other and picking each other up, and instead of instead of making in in letting people feel worth and value, and so we we want a culture of success and succeeding, and the only way to yes. do that is when we're in each other's corner. And so, you know, we, we got off on the tangent of conferences, but it makes sense because that's such a thing that you hear from people. It's like, yeah, man, I, I love it so much, but then I go back to my firehouse, man, and I'm not allowed to love it anymore. You know, and it's like, that sucks. And, and you want an environment where people want to thrive. You want your people to succeed because it makes it a greater good. And we have to do a better job at picking each other up instead of pushing each other down. You and I, on a, another episode, we talked about this very sentence. It said, I'd rather bring him down to my level than pick my game up and, and rise to his. It's mm -hmm. a lot easier to tear people down than to internalize yourself and pick yourself up and put them up to their level. And when you have seniority or when you've been there longer and you realize people are passing right by you because you've stymied your own growth because you're not willing to push yourself any further than what you know, you're then going to start dragging people down to your level because you're not going to want to be passed up and become the low man, even though you have seniority or you've been there the longest or you have the most experience, you can still be the guy at the bottom of the barrel because you're not pushing yourself to be better. I think we constantly have to push to be better and we have to constantly push each other to be better. And when you look at some of the best companies out there, some of the best firehouses, you know, that, that just, they, they do a, a tremendous amount of work. There's always smiles and camaraderie. And listen, I'm not saying everything's sunshine and rainbows in every firehouse. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be things that have to be settled outside. You know, that's, that's just human nature. But what I'm saying is when you have a company that has this overall uh, sense of good and achievement, the guys that go there, they don't take losers. They don't want losers because they don't fit in. And so what I challenge you when you listen to this episode is think about your friend group and think about who you run with. And what does the conversation look like when you guys are sharing a pop or, or just hanging out at the firehouse? Where's the conversation go? Is the conversation trending in a positive way? Is the conversation trending in a way of asking each other, what have you been up to? What's good? What's bad? What'd you learn? What haven't you learned? What's new? What's exciting? How's your relationships? How's your family? How's right? Is that the conversation or is the conversation like, fuck those guys. This is bullshit. I hate when we do this. I hate this. I hate that guy. This guy never shows up on time. This guy... Think about the conversations you have and the people that are fueling those conversations. If you run in those circles with people that are constantly negative and people that constantly break balls to the point that it becomes not ball breaking anymore, but being an asshole, do those people promote the best in you? Are you going to succeed in life because you surround yourself with losers? Ask yourself that question. Because I'd rather be in a group of people that ask me about my day, ask me about me as a man, as my how my family is, what's good at the conference you just went to, who did you talk to today? Hey, I just heard that podcast the other day, Jay. It was awesome. Like, I really liked what you said here. Tell me about that guy. And, like, I could go off on a 30-minute tangent just on every single guest we have and what he brings to the table and how good he is. So ask yourself, who do you run with? Are you running with losers or are you running with winners? Because me, I definitely now more than ever in life want to surround myself with winners. I'm tired of the losers because I've come to realize I was a loser once. 
I used to be in those circles. I used to be the one that was looking at the bad and complaining about everyone. And, and, you know, as much as I would work my tail off for the betterment of the department, I felt entitled. I felt that I was owed and I hung with people that felt the same way and nothing ever progresses forward. Find yourself, find people that make you better and you will win. Yeah, I, I. <laughs> Where'd you go? No, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm listening to you as you're as you're, as you're as you're talking, and you know the the the. I think back to like fire service instructor one. One of the key points that you take away from that is going from the known to the unknown, and that's part of that. Uh, like what you're saying to me is what I'm thinking is like. You know, it's easier to tear down than it is to go bring them up to the level. Um, it's it's having that known to the unknown and bridging that gap. And if you are surrounding yourself with those people who are constantly being negative, they're they're tearing others down. They're they're just they're you know, you're never going to elevate yourself, and they're certainly never going to elevate their, themselves because you're going to remain in that stagnant place. And it's not where we want to be. And it's also like at some point it becomes a truth. That's who the individual is. That's what that group is. That's what those uh, like this when they when they get together. This is all that's going to like. And if there's no positive coming out of it, then I want to remove myself from it. Um, so, yeah. I just wrote down, and I think this is a great way to sum it up because I want to make this a short episode, a real good listen, right? You owe it to yourself to be happy, but you control it. You have yeah. the power to be happy, and it's what you surround yourself with, who you run with, and how you push yourself. And, and I, and I the, Go ahead. The self-reflection part of it for us as individuals is to – like and then and this is this is ninety percent or ninety five percent of the solution, but it's a hard way to get there. Is understanding when you're in that negative circle. Like you talked about, hey, I used to be in that group. I used to be that guy. If you like, eventually you had that like I'll call it a moment of enlightenment, right? Where you were like, oh crap, like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be this. Yeah. Like the moment that you realize that, that's when the action can be taken. That's when you can you know, related to the fire service, that's when you're going to open up the nozzle. Like you've checked the room, you know, make sure there's nobody like laying there. You got to grab out real quick and then you're going to, you're going to get that knock on the fire. Um, because that's, that's the moment to strike. And once you realize that you're in that scenario, now you can exit out of it. And that's hundred percent. I think hundred percent. I think of getting relieved, uh, from, you know, relief from somebody once. And I just, and I, I finally realized like, wow, like, this person ditches and moans about everything and it puts me in a foul mood. Yes. And then I have to have an hour and a half to calm down from his bitching and moaning about every little thing under the sun. Why don't I just limit my conversation in the morning and be like, Hey, I've got, you know, come up with an exit plan to get out of the room. So I don't have to hear him drone on. And then my day is better because I'm not going to be influenced by this guy and plus, he's not paying me any rent for the space he's going to take up with my brain. And once I keyed into that, things went a hell of a lot better for me. But it's, it's realizing that it's happened. It's having that self-identity to say, like, oh, shit, this is going on. This is no good. Hang on. I'm writing something down. I've never heard you say it before, and I freaking loved it. He's not paying any rent in my brain. Right. I love that, man. That is That is such a good... That is such a good saying. I want to explore that. I love that a lot. I, you're 100% right, man. And, and, and that's what I would say to you is internalize 
who brings what to you? Meaning when you hang with people, where, where do you end up at the end of the night? Are you happy? Are you in a good place? Do you feel like it was a, a good time? Or do you feel beaten down? You feel exhausted and tired, and it just wasn't something that brought you any value. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I would say this, right? And we'll, we'll, we'll sum it up with this. If you're not enjoying the firehouse and you're not enjoying going to calls and you're not enjoying being a fireman, internalize why. Look at why you're not enjoying it. Because I promise you, you used to. So go look at it and figure out what you can do to fix it. If you want to point the finger at others and say that it's a management issue, it's a micromanagement issue, it's a this, it's a that, that's fine. I get it because there are things out of your control, much bigger things at play that we can't fix. But you certainly can fix the exposure in which you put yourself out there or who you surround yourself with or how you conduct business. And you have all the power in the world to control that. And so it's easy to point the finger, but point the finger at yourself first and figure out what makes you happy because you're entitled to be happy and you're supposed to enjoy the job. I love being a fireman. I love going to fires. I love the camaraderie, the passion. I love pushing myself to be better. I love getting my ass kicked. I love the achievement that comes from it and I love everything that comes after it. You should too. Everybody should love the fire service because you got into it for the love of it. Wherever you took it from there, that's on you. And you can point the fingers and look at others and say, this is why I don't enjoy it anymore. This is why, this is who, this is what. But at the end of the day, you have the, you have the power to control all that. So figure out what works for you and make yourself happy because this still is the greatest fucking job in the world. Amen. We're done. Listen, Great topic. So I'd rather bring him down to my level than pick myself up and join him on his. We want to be rock stars in this business. Don't drag yourself down to the levels that don't make you better. Don't hang with losers and love the job, man. I'm telling you, it makes a fucking difference. It took me many years to figure this out. And now more than ever, I am in love with the job. Um, I get frustrated with it at times, but I'm still absolutely madly head over heels in love with it. I love being a fireman. I'm proud to be one. And the relationships that I've been able to find and build over time is through maturity and understanding the people that I need in my life that make me feel better. And it gives me satisfaction. I feel complete and I'm happy. And that's what fucking matters. So listen, go out, find the people that push you to be better because they are going to make you better. Robert, thank you, brother. Another hot cup of coffee. This, this, uh, this was a good, good message, man. Good message today. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, let's cut out of here. Listen, if you like this conversation, awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to these raps back and forth between Rob and I. We have an email address now for the podcast, podcast at nationalfireradio.com. Send us your thoughts and ideas on what we were just talking about, and we'll revisit the topics as we go with your thoughts and ideas at hand, and we'll address them. If you have questions, concern, Fan mail, hate mail, whatever it is, send it, man. I'd love to read it. I'd love to see what you're thinking. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Rob, thanks for joining me, buddy. I always appreciate you and your knowledge. Hey, no problem. Giddy up. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, guys, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of National Fire Radio's podcast. Take this message. Take what you heard today. Take it back to the firehouse and talk about it, because when we talk about the job, we are making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Jeremy and Rob, National Fire Radio.
Wildfire Radio.